Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradigm. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Welcome everyone. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist to another episode of Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. And I am excited for today. Joining us today is Darren Kidd. He is a business growth consultant, a global speaker, a best-selling author. But as we've had a chance to visit here just before the show started, there's so much more and you're going to want to hear his story. We talk about the idea of redefining success and Darren's been on a journey. And I love times when we can talk about the journey. So, Darren, thank you so much for joining us. Eric, thank you for having me. And congratulations on all the great things that you're doing and the impact you're making. I've been researching and looking at all the things that uh, you're doing, and it's impressive and a blessing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I, you we, we can talk more about me later because today's show's about you. <laughs> Um, hey, before we get started, will you just tell my audience a little bit about you outside of the books and the speaking and all the other stuff? Because we're going to get into that. But just tell us about Darren. All right, you got it. Well, besides being a hair model uh, <laughs> part time, and I know we got people that are just listening. So if you can't see me, I am hair challenged, completely bald. And and if you are watching, you probably need sunglasses because the shot on my head. And and uh, Eric, you've embraced it, which is what I'm proud of. Got to embrace him. I mean, I just tell my wife, look, it's not a solar, it's not a bald spot. It's a solar panel to a love machine. Right? <laughs> and she, she laughs too, you know, um, but with five kids, it's probably true. And my mom said, if there's one Bible verse that her three boys obeyed, it was the one multiply and replenish the earth. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you can tell I got a lot of dad jokes, having five kids, three girls, two boys, uh, being married for, you know, over 30 years now, my wife and I met in high school and um, if she ever decided to get rid of me, I would be in serious trouble. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't know how to do anything. But mm-hmm. I'm very blessed um, because, you know, having an amazing wife in our relationship now is better 30 years later than it mm-hmm. has ever been. And um, having five kids, three girls, two boys from almost 30 down to uh, almost 15. Mm-hmm. And you know that's that's my everything. I get pedicures with my girls. We go <laughs> we go to the brow bar, get our brows did. I work out with my boys. So it's just a you know it's it's a, it's a blessing. It's it's faith, family, then finance mm. for me. Yeah, amen, amen. I'm in total agreement. Um, what are you passionate about today? What am I passionate about? Well, th- that's we could spend several hours on that. Um, several things. One, definitely passionate about my faith Mm. because I know, you know, we're, we're fortunate if we live 70 to a hundred years, we pray that we live a a long, healthy life, but 
none of us are, are guaranteed tomorrow. That's you right. know, in the in the last you know three years, my nephew, twenty four years old, his wife, eleven month old twins, they were in a, they had a house fire. My nephew and one of the babies did not make it. You oh. know, and I, my mom unexpectedly over a year ago. I'm a mama's boy. I talked to her two or three times to, a day. I built her, you know, my dad passed away over a decade ago and I built her a six figure business and she ate with us almost every night. She unexpectedly passed away at 67, Wow! you know, a decade ago. Plus my wife's grandfather died at 99. So whether you're 11 months old mm. or 24 years old, like my nephew yep. or 67 or 99, you know, the key is we don't know how, how much time we have and we think we have time, but we don't know. That's right. So That's I, right. I encourage people, look, live like it's the last day of our life. And one day we're going to be right. So I'm mm. very passionate and I have massive urgency after what I've experienced, especially the last, you know, 36 months. Yeah. And so my passion is helping other people. You know, 25 years ago, I was in a really bad place. And thank God someone looked at me, not as how I was, but how I could be with my God given potential. And it changed everything. Mm. So I'm very passionate about helping other people, you know, live toward their full potential. You know, uh, I'm very passionate about helping people, you know, grow to that next level, whether it's personally, you know, with their relationships, their fitness, their business. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things I'm passionate about. So how are you right now today? What what are the top things you're getting to do that are letting you live your passion? The well, one is just, you know, when you... A lot of people that, that I work with, they go, Darren, man, I'm just burned out. You yeah. know, I, I feel unmotivated. Yeah. And I learned this from a Christian, you know, billionaire who made a major impact in my life and every aspect of my life. He goes, it's it's not burnout. It's not lack of motivation. It's lack of clarity. Mm. Clarity gives you focus and focus gives you energy. Yes. So getting crystal clear on what we really want, not just in one area of our life, but every aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that I have freedom. I love the fact that I can't wait to get up in the morning. You know, I, I the day goes by so fast because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. um, it's allowed my wife and I to go from, you know, bankrupt 25 years ago to traveling the world and, you know, just having a dream, dream lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that was another thing. When my dad passed away, I remember him our entire life going, someday we'll go do this and someday we'll mm. go do that. Well, guess what? Someday never came for him. Yeah. Yeah. I also learned that some people, some days are other people's every day. So it's allowed me to be able to, you know, create the life that I love, Yep. make an impact, do the things that I feel like I was put on this earth to do. And I think that's a, that's a huge blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Darren, tell us a little bit. You, you mentioned this billionaire from 25 years ago. You mentioned the bankruptcy. I'd love to just kind of know a little bit more about your story. What, what are maybe just a couple of the big defining moments of your life? And the show is Redefining Success. So where you actually had opportunities to just redefine what you thought success was. All right. So I'll try to try to give you the condensed version here, but I think it's exciting. And I believe that it's going to resonate with some of your audience yeah. because it completely changed my world. And that's my goal. You know, I, every day I pray, God, you know, lead me the right people, open the right doors, close the wrong ones. Give me favor with the right people. Let me touch the people that you want me to touch today. And and then, uh, so I'm, I'm praying that that's what this does. But 25 years ago, I was walking into our bedroom and I shut the door behind us uh, and, and, and I pulled out this big Coca-Cola plastic piggy bank. 
Hmm. And I told my daughter, someday we'll go to Disney. There's the someday story, right? Someday we'll go to Disney, put your money in this piggy bank. And that was the day where I'm dragging this out of the closet. I've got sheets tacked on our windows. We couldn't even afford blinds or curtains. Hmm. I'm pouring it on the floor, just looking for enough money to go get, you know, food, bread, milk, peanut Mm -hmm. butter for a couple more days. She walks in, sees daddy taking her money for Disney and then runs out of the room crying. Mm. And so here I am on my hands and knees going, God, how could I get this low where I'm bankrupt? They've repossessed my car. I'm a college dropout. I can't keep a job. I'm depressed. I went to the doctor and was put on antidepressants that made me feel even worse. Mm. I go, I can't feed my kids, can't support my wife. Yeah. And, and, and I had a pity party for a second, but that was the day that it hurt bad enough. Right. It's like, it's like the farmer that his dog was under the porch and <laughs> right. the guy's like, Hey, hey mister, your dog's laying on her nail. And he's like, don't worry about it. He'll move when it hurts bad enough. That was the day I go, I've had it. Mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. My family deserves better than this. Mm-hmm. And Eric, I, I believe we're, we're made in the image. And I know you do too, of our creator. Yep. We're designed for success and the world programs us for failure. We're told more on a daily basis about our limitations and our possibilities and our potential. Mm -hmm. So I said, I've had it. I got up off my knees. I walked in the other room. I wrote on a three by five index card. I will until. Mm. Want is a weak word. I go, no, I will until. And that's my new book. I will. until. And that was the pivotal point. But in my life came this guy named Paul J. Meyer. Now, if you follow John Maxwell and you read his books and listened to him, he goes, look, the day that changed my life was the day that someone approached me and said, look, what's your personal plan for growth? And he's like, I don't have one. And he goes, I sacrificed meals and vacations for months to buy that program. That was Paul Meyer's program. Ah. So Paul at 19 had a speech impediment. Um, He was an immigrant. And he was trying to get a job in sales and he'd failed 19, 20 different jobs fired. Mm. They're like, hey, you probably should think about a different career path since you can't speak properly. Yeah. And then he went in to sell a life insurance policy to a very influential manager of a city in Florida. He had a friend with him that was a pastor. And at the end, this guy's life was a wreck. You know, because you can make a lot of money. Yeah. And a lot of wealthy people, they make a lot of money. They spend the first part of their life sacrificing their health to gain wealth. And the second part, spending the wealth trying to gain back their health. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end, when he showed him the wheel of life and how to set goals in every area of life, when he left, that that pastor friend of his said, Paul, you're in the wrong business. You sold him a life insurance policy, but then you changed his life. Mm. He went on to create SMI, Success Motivation Institute. He had one goal-setting program that sold $600 million. He had 40 companies in 60 countries. He paid for over 1,000 kids a year to go to college when I was with him. Mm. Um, he gave away when I was with him $400 million to charity, and I guarantee, and he passed away a decade plus ago at 80-some years old. And I'll guarantee it's still he had it going where we continue to give even once he wasn't here. Yeah. And, and I heard, and I was traveling, but his funeral, they said was one of the most amazing witnessing. He had it set up as a service to bring people to Christ. Mm. Yeah. And, um, and so I was sitting with John Maxwell at his house two or three years ago. And I go, Hey, a mentor of mine, John had so many great things to say about you. And I mentioned Paul Meyer and he stopped everyone. He's like, Oh my gosh. And he started talking about Paul and he goes, I still have the program. I took it on stage with me not too long ago. 
So he came into my life. And then I started having people look at me, not as how I was, but how I could be with my God-given potential. Mm -hmm. And it completely changed my world. So yes, major impact in my life. And and there's so many lessons in that story that that we all can gain from it that I could go into, but I know we're limited on time. (laughs) Well, I mean, you've already got me fascinated. I mean, if you kind of look at that, where... um... What, what was some of the first fruit that you begin to see? I mean, from being sitting on the room with your daughter's piggy bank cracked open, um, you know, sometimes it's the first few lessons that really become the most transformative. So what it, what were some of those first few lessons? Yeah, so some of those, some of those lessons, one, um, obstacles and challenges, they're not our enemy, they're our friend. Mm. Because without obstacles, there is no elevation. It's not the easy times that make us grow. However, we have the decision, hey, is this going to make me bitter or better? Am I just going to go through it or grow through it? Learning that it's the size of the problem, the bigger the problem that we can solve, the bigger the paycheck. Mm. And when I started looking at things a little bit differently, hey, look, you know, this is going to make me better and asking the right questions because the quality of our life is determined by the quality of questions that we ask ourselves. Good questions get good answers, bad questions bad answers. Up until that point, I was a victim. Mm. And why do bad things always happen to me? You know, and, and why, why does it seem like this? Well, you're going to get the answers. It's like, um, so I started looking at challenges as my friend and obstacles as my friend. Mm. I learned from mentors, hey, Darren, you don't make what you want, you make what you are. Mm. So you are where you are, you're a victim. But when I started taking, when you're a victim, you have no responsibility. Yeah. When I go, it's like Les Brown talks about, hey, look, at some point in time, you had an appointment to be where you are right now. Mm-hmm. You are where we are because of decisions that we make, good or bad. So if I wanted to make more and impact more and help more people, I needed to become more. Mm. But Eric, I was intimidated. I'm, I'm sitting here going, man, these people, I was at an event. And I was in the back row, so hungry. I was hiding my car right before they repossessed it. <laughs> they <laughs> found it when I got back, but I was hiding it. I had I, I slept in my car. I went in the back of the room, and I'm having a pity party. And I go, they must come from a big city. I live in a small town. They must have a college education. I have a lack of education. Mm-hmm. They must be great public speakers. I'll pass out in front of five people that I know if you make me get in front of the room. Now, if you would have told me I'd be speaking in front of 25,000 people like I do now around the world, I'd have been like, you have lost your mind. Right. But then I heard a speaker say this, can you get a little bit better today than you were yesterday? Mm. And for once, I'm like, well, you know what? I can do that. If you can read 10 pages of a good book a day, that's about a book a month, mm. 15 minutes of an audio. So in 10 years, you've read over 100. Most people hadn't even, hadn't even read 10. Right. It's that compound effect. Yeah. So every day focusing on personal growth, what am I reading? What am I listening to? Who are my associations? Understanding you show me your circle. I will show you your future. Mm. Our associations, they're like an elevator. They lift us up or they bring us down. Yeah. So the question I had to ask myself and I encourage all of you, what are my associations doing to me or what are they doing for me? Mm. Mm. When I started reading the right things, listening to the right things, being very intentional about my associations. And Eric, I've created habits and rituals in my daily life now. I don't get up. I used to watch Bad Morning America. (laughs) 
It's not good morning America. It's right. bad morning right. America. Right? If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, and we can't right. expect to have a positive life fueling it with negativity. So embracing the challenges, personal growth, being intentional about who I'm associating with, mm. all of those things started to change. You can't change your life overnight, but you can dang sure change the direction of your life overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to imagine, because I know how these stories go, that it wasn't a smooth path up, right? That there was, you know, there were bumps and, and bruises and failures along the way. And you can have a positive attitude and you can do all those things, but that doesn't mean that the past habits and everything don't sneak back in when you hit some of those bigger setbacks. I'd love to know a little bit more kind of on the journey as you were kind of climbing out or even maybe even more recently. I don't know what the best version of this story is for you, but where like you were, you were, one of the things that I find to be true, let me kind of set this up, is that for everyone who is having success, there are many times when you climb a new peak and then you go back down before you can climb the new peak. And what we don't realize is that that dip is higher than any other point that we've been at before, but it feels like the deepest valley we've ever been in before we can go on to the new peak. So tell me about one of those valleys. Yeah, so it's it's like Rick Warren who wrote The Purpose Driven Life, pastor, you know, former pastor of Saddleback Church. I know he just retired. Yeah. He goes, either you're in a storm, you're going out of a storm, or you're getting ready to go into a storm. <laughs> you know, this too shall pass. Storms didn't come to stay. They came to pass. And there have been times in my life, Eric, where I go, you know, God, am I being punished? Mm. Not out of talk. And I'm being real with you. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't, I can't hide my heart from God. That's right. Like, I can't go, no, God, I'm not mad at you. But there have been times I've been angry. And I'm like, God, I'm asking you to direct my steps. I'm asking you to give me favor. And that's why I mean, you see I'm tearing up now. When I talk about it, it's so real. And I'm like, man, am I being punished? Mm. And later on to find out it wasn't punishment. It was preparation. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have to go through what God is trying to get us to. And he yeah. knew the same version when I'm asking him to make an impact all over the world. The same version of me that got me to where I was couldn't handle the next level. That's right. So I had to, and, and it was things that made no sense. I'm like, God, why? You know my heart. Like I've walked away from millions of dollars in income overnight because of, I knew it was the right thing to do. And I'm like, God, how many people would do that? Right. Why am I being punished? It makes no sense. But then to find out later, he was doing exactly what I was asking him to do. Yeah. He was directing my steps. But if we ask God to direct our steps, we have to make sure that we're stepping. <laughs> you can't steer a parked car. So That's going right. through those challenging times. And another thing, Eric, is I don't know the best way to describe this. The way that I describe it, there have been times in, that we can be enslaved by the people around us and not even know it. Our environment, mm -hmm. our thought process. Have you ever broken away going, how did I not see that? Yeah. So yeah. sometimes that separation that we have, it's a separation season. Yeah. And and we end up, God knows we need to, you know, it's like the boosters on a rocket. They yep. they take yep. the rocket to a certain point, then they they drop off for it to go to the next level. Yeah. Some people enter life for a reason and some for a season. That's right. So those challenging times, every time, and it is an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> you can be on top of the world today. You're jacked up like a chihuahua on Red Bull. Yep. Yeah. Right, and, and the next day you're in the self-doubt zone. You want to watch a Hallmark, Hallmark movie, <laughs> dressed in a snuggie, eating bonbons, going, "What the heck?" 
But the key that keeps you going and helps you stay strong enough long enough is knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. It's having, having that emotional attachment. It's not money. It's yes. not money. It's what the money allows you to do. So there's mm. been many times and, and, and every time you go through a challenge and you handle that challenge, the gift and the blessing is it opens a door to the next challenge. It's almost like a video game. That's right. Congratulations. You just got this level done. <laughs> now it's time to smack you in the face and take you to the next level. That's right. Darren, um, one of the things that you really, if you look at your website and you look all over, I mean, this entire emphasis, faith, family, then finance, which I am totally in agreement with. But as you're coaching and you're going out and you're talking to people, what do you see as the biggest obstacle on getting people to flip that way of thinking? You know, it's fascinating because um, I do things a little bit differently. You know, sometimes, and, and we've all had this, you know, there's some people that are very sincere about their faith. And, yeah. and, 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 but then there's sometimes people's actions speak so loudly, we can't hear what they're saying. That's right. So for me, I'm very transparent, and authentic going, look, I'm not perfect. Thank God I'm forgiven. Yeah. And I show people how much I love them and care about them. I had a friend of mine. I don't even know what all he believes. You know, it's, he believes he's got Kabbalah. He's got this red little thing on his wrist. He's thinking about this. He's, he's always, and, and he told me not too long ago, he's like, Darren, I just want to tell you, I love you. Mm. I'm like, I love you too, brother. And he's like, no, you care. Like mm. I, you have never, I've never felt like it's a pitch. Every time that you give me something and you share your heart, I know it's because you really care about me. I got into the book, the case for Christ evidence that demands a verdict. I'm still working on him years later. Yep. So for me, it's, it's trying to be the best example that I possibly can, because leadership is more just like with their children, what's caught than what's taught. Yep. And, yeah. So and loving and caring about people and going, listen, it's okay. If you don't believe what I believe, we can just agree to disagree. Doesn't yep. mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean I don't respect you. And people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I believe that was what Zig Ziglar. Yep. Yeah. So doing those type of things, being transparent, being authentic, because a lot of times people look at people with faith and go, I could never be that person. I'm too imperfect. Right. Yeah. So that, and that's, that's what I do. And, and when I, if, if I make a mistake, I'm honest about the mistake. Mm. Mm. So do you find when you're coaching people and things like that, it's that authenticity gets them to then listening which then opens them up to the possibility that what I like to call this kind of just flip it upside down, that life works so much better when we flip it upside down and start with faith and family. Is that what you're finding to be true? Yeah, because a lot of times if I said, hey, listen, let me tell you, God loves you. You need to ask forgiveness. The guards yeah. immediately come up. But if I go, how can I serve you? And, and you're looking to me, because I'll be honest with you, I don't like people going, oh, you know, Darren's built massive businesses and made millions of dollars and spoken all over the world and in mm -hmm. magazines and books. That makes me uncomfortable because pride yeah. comes before destruction. Does, However, yes. sometimes I know they need to hear those things before they go, okay, coach me and teach me. And I'm very respectful for who I'm working with. I don't force what I believe on them. Yeah. But the more I get to know them, they know my heart, they ask questions and it gives me the ability at that point. I, I just did that with another guy and uh, he's searching, you know, he's searching and I mailed him. The, I'm not going, Hey man, I'm going to mail you these. It, it, if you're open, if it's not for you, it's okay. You know, I love you no matter what. And he's like, absolutely. 
So I want to I want to ask you a more clarifying question because we, we don't have as much time, but I really I really want to hear your answer here, and I feel like our audience needs to know my answer too. Here's what I'm getting at. I, my question hasn't been clear enough. Most everybody that I know, it's easy to get their attention and say, "Hey, if you want more money, let me show you how to make more money." But what you and I know to be true is, if you want more peace and financial success longer term, it's really going to come by focusing more on your family and your faith. And I find a lot of people make such an idol of money that they can't get the idol out of the way to believe the other two things to be true. That's my biggest question is what are you finding to be the obstacle there that flips the switch from people? And I get your authenticity, but are you finding any theme about getting them to give up that idol to understand the other truth is real? Yeah, I mean, it's more on an individual basis. Like the room okay. I'm going to be in this weekend, some of their companies have done, you know, 20, 30 billion. Yeah. But what I found is some of them are the most unhappiest people I've mm. ever met in my life because we know there's only one thing that's going to give you that true joy. Yeah, that's that right. Happens. So I, when I share my testimony, I go, hey, look, I've made a lot of money. I've done some great things, some cool mm. things. However, nothing gives me that peace and that joy like my faith and my family. Mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Darren, what is there anything I haven't asked you about that you wanted to make sure you got a chance to share while we were on the show? The the only other the, the I guess light bulb moment I would I would just mention this real quick. The billionaire Paul Meyer told me this one thing, and it never really sunk in, and that's why it's so important that space repetition mm. is another thing that changed my life. When Ken Blanchard flew in, he trained us. He was in there with Paul Meyer and he's go, I don't understand. Why is there more information available than ever before? Mm. You can Google anything on health, wealth, relationships, finances, but there are more people challenge, challenged in all of those areas. What are they missing? And Paul Meyer goes, they're missing the magic ingredient. And long story short, spaced repetition. Over 50% of what we retain is after the fifth time we hear it, see it, or read it. Mm. So when you're getting learned knowledge and you're consuming it, then you go do activity knowledge and you're making mistakes and you're failing forward and you plan to review and you go back and learn some more. It's like they re-recorded this podcast. They rewrote the book and it didn't. It's not the information change. We changed. Yeah. So continue to hear that over. Then we have modeling knowledge, you know, and, and there's two ways to look at that. You find someone that has what you want and I can go learn how to make a million dollars taking 10, 20, 30 years, all these different things, or I can find someone and it's like you and me. I, I've learned, hey, look, if somebody didn't see the value in working with me, you don't want to work with them. That's right. You no, know? right. I've spent multiple six figures in the last two years investing into me yeah. growing. And so you can either hire someone like you, Eric, all the phenomenal things you've done and pay for your experiences and shorten that learning curve and compress timeframes. So that's the modeling knowledge. And also as a business owner, an entrepreneur, a husband, a father, mm. knowing that Whatever we do is duplicated, good or bad. And unfortunately, the bad duplicates faster than the good. So is the master copy worth modeling, duplicating, and then teaching knowledge? Who learns more, the student, the teacher, the teacher? Yeah, so it took yeah. years to get this last point. You will never get past your self-imposed limitations. Mm. It's not what goes on around us as is important what goes on within us. Mm -hmm. Anything we ever achieve, we ever win, we achieve and win in our head first. We have an internal and invisible lid that we only feel like we get what we're, uh, what we're worth. And we have an internal thermostat and it always comes back down to where we are, which is why a lot of people that win the lottery, they go broke. They didn't become yeah. a multimillionaire. They were given millions of dollars and it comes back mm -hmm. to where we are. So that's mm -hmm. the last thing I would leave you with is, 
you know, there's several ways that you can work on that, but continue to work on your identity, that, that, that those self-imposed limitations we're made in the image of our creator. We're created for success, programmed for failure. Yeah. Be intentional who you associate with and who you listen to. Ooh, so good. I wish we had more time. Um, everybody get a copy of Darren's book. I will until he made it super easy. I will until.com, right? That's all you got to do. Go to your <laughs> website. I will until.com. Get a copy of the book. Darren, if people want to follow you, where else are you that people can kind of keep up with the other things that you've got going on? Um, if they go to IWillUntil.com, they can click on all my social media links. And uh, if they want to book a call and see if I can, you know, serve them in any way, they can go to IWillUntil.com slash book a call. Awesome. And then there's also, I'm on there right now. I mean, you've got the five mistakes that leaders make when growing their team and what to do instead. You have the free video you can register for there. I think you've got other some other free tools and resources all over the place. So Guys, make sure that you get in touch with Darren. Um, Darren, last question for you. And I warned you this was coming. But in three <laughs> generations, what do you hope your great-grandchildren remember about you? Well, number one, I, I, I would hope that they knew my heart, mm-hmm. that how much I believed in people, being the, the underdog that no one thought would ever make it, right? Uh, but that's the beauty of having praying parents as well. Uh, my mom told people I was at five years old. I was a terrible child. They thought I was going to put me in a home. I grew up with OCD and being insecure and, you know, fighting in my teenage years, broke, breaking both my hands, a rough childhood, being insecure and all those self doubts, but she knew my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would love for people, my, my great grandchildren to go, man, he had a great heart. Um, and he cared about people. He looked at people not as how they were, but how they could be with their God-given potential. Yes. And he changed the world. And, and mm. if he can do it, we can do it. And, and plus eternity, you know, again, 70 yeah. to 100 years, we hope and pray. Eternity is a long time. <laughs> I hope that that message of faith, family, and finance uh, continues uh, to go through generations. Oh, amen. I love it. Darren, you've been such an awesome guest. Thank you so much. Just such incredible wisdom. I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you. It's definitely an honor. Absolutely. So everyone, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time. Have a fantastic day. God bless you. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavant.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content 
adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.